Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome to 1111 Talk Radio. It is a powerful day today with all of the twos. We are at 2-22-22. So we know that it's got to be some mega powerful energy that's going on in the world and an opportunity for things to shift and change, but that means that we must deepen within ourselves. It's an especially powerful day for me for two reasons. Uh, Number one, my latest book released and published today, and it is called Living, The Seven Blessings of Human Experience, and I am over the moon excited for this to be out in the world. It is a book that totally tells the truth, a kind of truth that uh, I think that we all need to really dive into. Not one necessarily we need to go out and tell the whole world, but the one that we need to face within ourselves to really understand where we've held the secrets, the lies, the betrayals, the different aspects away from really understanding what we are, who we are, and what we've come to do on this planet. So definitely after you hear this show, go pick up not only the wonderful book, Feminine Courage, that we are going to be discussing today, but also pick up my book, Living, The Seven Blessings of Human Experience. And you can find that link in the banner at the top of the show page. And the second reason I'm so excited today is because of the type of truth teller that I have on the show. Megan Dawn is one of my most favorite writers. She is someone that brings such heart and depth and beauty to the many facets of what we experience as life. And in specifically, she is able to speak to feminine wisdom. And her new book, Feminine Courage, Remembering Your Voice and Vision Through a Retelling of Our Myths and Inner Stories, is an extraordinarily beautiful book. And it is one that every woman especially needs to pick up so that we understand the many faces and facets that we carry within ourselves. She opens the book with a beautiful poem. And into this life I was born, already alive, with the one face seeing through the many faces, witnessing the courage that makes up this humanity and also its fear. She, this one face, has kept me company as I swirl and sigh through seemingly unending layers of this earthly living. She never departs from me, even when my heart of courage leaves, even when escape is desired. There is nothing more loyal in this life and the life hereafter than our holy face. She does not know the meaning of separation. She does not know anything other than the fullness of we. This is from her book, Feminine Courage, Remembering Your Voice and Vision Through a Retelling of Our Myths and Inner Stories. Reverend Megan Dawn is an award-winning author, evolutionary mystic, retreat presenter, and spiritual mentor. Her work raises the feminine confidence in women and the feminine consciousness in men. She has been described as the voice in showing humanity how to integrate the feminine aspect in our lives. Reverend Megan has taught at Omega Institute, Esalen Institute, the Sophia Institute, and New Thought Churches. Her books are Feminine Courage, Remembering Your Voice and Vision Through a Retelling of Our Myths and Inner Stories, 
Sacred Companions, Sacred Community, Reflections with Claire of Assisi, and Meditations with Teresa of Avila, A Journey into the Sacred, which won the Ashton Wiley New Zealand Book Council Award for Best Book and Author. Megan was born in New Zealand, lived over 20 years in the United States, and is now living uh, in Ireland, having been called back to the land of her ancestors. You can find out more about her at megandon.life. That's M-E-G-H-A-N-D-O-N dot life. And without further ado, I want to welcome Megan back to 1111 Talk Radio. It is such a delight to be with you again. Thank you so much, Simran, and same with you. And and I just want to say to all the listeners right here and now, yes, please go out and get Simran's new book. I've endorsed it. I've read it. It's fabulous. And I think it, it's just such a... It works so beautifully in with feminine courage in a in a whole similar way, but in a whole new angle and language. And so you'll understand why Simran and I get along. <laughs> oh, <we do> get along. <laughs> I know it does seem like maybe we're the same soul in two bodies sometimes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I just want to give a little update to that bio which which I gave you. Um, I was living in Ireland for two years, and now I have returned to my birthplace of New Zealand just very, very recently. So I am uh, speaking to you from New Zealand right now. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I needed to correct that. Well, you know, I'm really thrilled to speak to you today specifically, uh, not only because both of our books really do come from this place of wanting to help individuals understand the depths within themselves that they have the ability to go to not only awaken to truly who they are, but in a way to truly impact this planet. And I want to start off with the word courage, because this is not a walk that can easily be taken. It requires that look in the mirror to say, I'm going to be courageous enough to see all of the faces of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a phenomenal word, uh, you know, actually coming from the Middle English, uh, it, which denotes the heart as the seat of feelings. And and also it comes, you know, we with etymology, we have so many different uh, origins of words from the old French courage and from Latin, both core, which means heart. And so um, now in our modern understanding, we bring that in and it says actually in the Merriam-Webster dictionary that courage means mental or moral strength to venture, persevere and withstand danger, fear or difficulty. So for me, when we're looking at that deep sense of the heart, the deep sense of that seat of the feelings, and then the ability and the strength to venture (laughs) into the courageous heart, to persevere when life is difficult, and to withstand and to stand into your natural courageous beings, when fear or difficulty arises. And, of course, that's where we are right now. Um, And I think also, Simran, what is not in this, you know, sort of uh, official uh, combination around courage 
is courage also brings us really deeply into joy. So when we can transform and come through the difficulty and whatever we're being asked to live into, joy is always, joy and liberation is always on the other side. You know, I think this is a, a conversation where, you know, people want to be courageous. And yet we've been through such a time on this planet where I think everyone's shell-shocked to a certain degree. We've all come from our own trauma even before all of this has come about. And then to say to people, now have the courage, be willing to dive into this, be willing to know oneself. How do you get a woman or a man who wants to expand his own understanding of his feminine energy to realize that this is the step that we must take, even when we don't feel like we've even got it in us anymore, even when Mm. there's that exhaustion. Talk Mm. a little bit about how to create the momentum to, to find those faces within us, because they will give us strength if we are willing Mm-hmm. You know, Simran, with the, the people I'm working with now, and I can I, I, I appreciate you bringing up exhaustion. I think we're all exhausted, you know, emotionally, uh, which, which, of course, spills over into the physical, the mental. Um, where I am bringing people, especially now, is into the loving, nurturing, nourishing embrace of the mother. And allowing people to rest there, to truly rest there, and to know they are held, to know they are cared for and loved. And this nurturing is restoring people. It allows them to just let go for a while and just simply receive. So, of course, the daughter, (laughs) the feminine daughter is all about receiving and the mother is about the giving. But we, I think, all need to come into that daughter face and truly receive and truly be held. Um, And that, I'm finding, restores people enough to then stand up and go, okay, Now I've been restored. Now I have the ability to stand in the face of what is before me. But we must keep going back to that place to be restored, to be held, to be nourished, Um, which, of course, you know, if we can be in nature is, is the most beautiful place. I came here to New Zealand and the first thing I did was went out into what we say the bush, into nature, found myself a moss bed and I just lay down and let myself be held. And that was what I heard, let yourself be held. Just let yourself be held. So I think that that right now where we are is a really good first step to then give us a a little bit of that strength to venture into what we'll be asked to to look at next. And receptivity looks like that. It can be that simple. It can be that kind of pause. Talk Mm -hmm. a little bit more about the feminine aspect of receptivity to kind of open that portal to the place where we go in and meet 
all of those spaces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think spaciousness is the first thing that is needed to receive because we can't receive if we're full up, if we're distracted, if we're constantly running around, if we are indeed exhausted and just don't even know how to access. So I would, you know, often too, I use sacred chants to, and the book is full of these chants that do come from the ancient Hebrew and Aramaic, and they are designed to to bring you into the energy. And so that receptivity needs first a container that is empty. So we need to empty ourselves of just our everyday. I'm also advising mothers right now, take half a day away from your family. That, you know, just take half a day. And of course, this can be for anybody. Just tell everyone around you, Tuesday afternoon or whenever is my time and you look after yourselves <laughs> right now. And really jealously guarding that, zealously guarding that. Um, so it is, I think, creating space. It is also about coming to know you are worthy of receiving. And it is about simply letting go into that. And that's such an important piece because when we look at the body, when we look at embodiment, when we look at truly owning the different faces that we are yet to meet within ourselves, it is that spaciousness with which we can then see each face with reverence and with innocence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, if we've been restored enough, we have then the ability to to truly look at it and to understand. And some of the things we're going to see might be painful, you know. Um, there might be things kind of resurrecting, um, like just even coming back to New Zealand. You know, I've, I actually left New Zealand 42 years ago. <laughs> so it's like quite a lot of, you know, old things just slowly rising up. But what I'm finding right now, Simran, too, is there's a great quickening and there's a gentleness. If we really ask for a gentle revealing and a gentle transforming, what I'm finding is that can happen if we're willing to let go into it. So, um, yeah, create the space first, open and know whatever is arising is going to bring you deeper into your being, deeper into the place that you are desiring. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's where we need to go right now. The daughter of light delights in roaming through the spaciousness of life. Even if there's no specific vision at hand, she is not disturbed, but ventures out into the unknown land of this life, simply opening to what life may have to offer her. In fact, it is through this venturing that her visions come to be. She is not narrow or solid, but fluid and flexible, allowing people, events, teachings, and her own creative and spiritually imaginative world to be in a constant flux of evolution. It is not uncommon for her vision to change, and she does not have a problem with this as she is busy moving with the pulse of life. 
It is we who find the change problematical, which we often label as unstable. Let us also follow the daughter back into our bodies, where we can join mind, body, and soul in its divine communion through our dance, our lovemaking, our song, and our gardens. The physical needs your soul to honor her, too. She is the grounding of all the soul mysteries. Without her, we remain as disembodied spirits, bound for another world. This is from Megan Dawn's book, Feminine Courage, Remembering Your Voice and Vision Through a Retelling of Our Myths and Inner Stories. I invite you to explore her website, megandawn.life. You can find that in the bio description as well. She is an evolutionary mystic and award-winning author, feminine mentor, death and dying guide, and a spiritual evolution for body and soul. You'll also find some of her recorded classics on feminine courage, Becoming a Guardian of the Light and Living into the Unknown. So definitely check out her website. We'll be right back with more of Megan Dawn and Feminine Courage right after these messages. Do you want more? More joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships? more empowered community, greater fulfillment, and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we get back to my guest, Megan Dawn, and her book, Feminine Courage, I want to mention 
that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And with this sponsorship, they are giving 1111 Talk Radio listeners 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com. Just go to BetterHelp.com forward slash 11 and spell out the word 11. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. For example, some people think you should wait until you're at rock bottom to go to therapy, but that isn't true. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse, and it can help you avoid those lows. Many people think if you're in therapy, it means something's wrong with you, but that's wrong too. It means you recognize that all humans have emotions. We can't avoid them, so we need to learn to manage them. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and BetterHelp can match you with a therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Once again, you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. One other thing about mental health, we've been taught that mental health shouldn't be a part of normal life, which is so wrong. We take care of our bodies with the gym, the doctor, and nutrition. We should be focusing on our minds just as much as we focus on the body. Once again, you can give BetterHelp a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash 11. Experience an evolutionary journey with this beautiful book, Feminine Courage, to embrace the light and dark of the archetypal stages of womanhood. Bringing forward Gnostic and mystical teachings, Megan Dawn shows you how to work with the seven faces of the Divine Feminine, the light and dark aspects of the daughter, mother, and crone, as well as the enlightened being of one's true nature. Using reflections, prayers, meditations, and ancient chants, Feminine Courage helps you to heal your spirit, find liberation, and trust your inner soul voice and vision. No matter your spiritual beliefs, you can access each divine face and gain empowerment from this guide's exploration of powerful sacred women, including Mary Magdalene, Lilith, the Black Madonna, and Teresa of Avila. You can find out more about Megan's work by going to megandon.life. That's megandon.life. And also check out her recorded classics on feminine courage, becoming a guardian of the light, and living into the unknown. Again, today we're discussing feminine courage, remembering your voice and vision through a retelling of our myths and inner stories. So, Megan, let's dive into um, the daughter, the -hmm. daughter of light and the daughter of the dark. Mm -hmm. And speak about the distinction between these two and how we enter the doorway for each one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the daughter of the light is is that one who she has her vision. She is able to walk through life uh, receiving, knowing she is worthy. She is the one who is boundless in her energy. Um, really, how to come into her, I have found, is through the daughter of the dark which is really interesting. And when you encounter the daughter of the dark, that is where you're going to encounter all your trauma, your wounding. You know, you're going to really feel into all of those places where maybe you feel lonely, isolated, um, 
where your will may be stubborn, you know, you're just not willing to let go of things. Um, you may find yourself going around and round in negativity. Um, and so what I have found was really having the courage <laughs> to go and sit with her and to really feel. So we're going back into that heart, the seat of the feelings, and really honestly feeling. What is it that I'm feeling? Now, you know, even for instance, in um, Ireland, when I was there, I had to go deep into ancestral healing. And I found that I personally felt it, you know, the famine, I felt the starvation, I felt the deprivation, I felt the the lack, um, and I had to really sit in that, and it was not comfortable, it was not pretty, and, and I could feel myself grasping, but in doing so, and, and you know, I think it's becoming simpler and simpler, because I would simply go in and see and feel these things, and then I would pray, please, please show me how this can be transformed, or please transform this for me. And what I found was that the energy would start to shift. And so going into those places that were really difficult, um, when I was able to do that and when that prayer was put out and not necessarily relying on myself to do the transformation at all, that's that's too much hard work. It's like, no, let us call upon the greater divine sense of healing that is there for us and ask for that transformation Um and ask that that energy be transformed. So therefore, the daughter of light and the daughter of dark then sort of come into unification. So that energy, which was before tied up with jealousy or depression or loneliness or sense of lack or not good enough, that transforms. And now that energy can be used for you to bring forward who you are on this earth and what you are here to give because we are all here to give something, you know, no matter what it is within our families, within a broader context in our communities. But if that energy is stored in those negative emotions, it's not, it, it just can't help anybody. So I found it it's so beautiful. The portal to the daughter of light was through the daughter of the dark. I, I love that you said that because that, and I think that's one of the reasons I align so much to all of your work, your books, your writings, your, your newsletters, is because I have found myself that there is light in this world that is lovely, it's, it's, it's precious, it's beautiful, and yet when I started diving into the darkness in the way that you describe I realized that so much of the light we see is actually artificial lighting, that the true light that we seek, we've got to go through the doorway of the dark. Otherwise, we're kind of bamboozling ourselves and still living on a surface level. And then we don't necessarily get to go to the place where you did in terms of the ancestral healing that is so impactful, not only for the past, 
but for all of the future generations of the world. And specifically, as you write in your book, for the soul of our world to transform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really important is that the the earth, the soul of the world, this planet, we, every tree, every every bird, every creature, every human, we are in this evolutionary journey together. And so as I transform, you transform. The tree is given new life. You know, the soil is given new life. And as the soil is given new life, we are given new life, you know. And that's what I've been shown, that this new earth is here. Um, This new humanity is here. Uh, and that's what I felt like with uh, with Yeshua and Magdalene, that they were seeding that. And so many of the masterful beings who have been on this planet have been seeding that new humanity, but they also uh, walked through their darkness, you know, and through the collective darkness. So, um yeah, to, to walk through collective darkness, you really need to have, uh, know how to walk through your personal darkness. And then it becomes so intertwined that you become a, a being that's helping with every transformation you do personally becomes a collective transformation. So it's it's really important work. We don't, you know, it's not just our own little personal journey. And that's what I always put in the end of every prayer too, that this help somebody somewhere, that it help our earth, that this evolution continue. As you said, it can be uh, sometimes almost excruciating work to do. It can be very painful. It can take you into places that, Uh, you didn't even realize that you held within yourself. Mm -hmm. And as I've discovered, you know, I I horrified myself with some of the things that I (laughs) believed and saw, you know, because I think Mm -hmm. that that's that's what we've hidden away from ourselves. And you talked about prayer, and within the book you have many beautiful prayers, chants, meditations. You you take individuals through the course of uh, many of the different faces to, to walk them, through that path, are there any other things that you would suggest an individual do as they are moving into that valley? And especially if they're alone trying to navigate that valley uh, so that they don't get lost in the dark. Okay, I think, yeah, what's really important at this time is, is to have a guide. And this is something that has been in the mystical traditions throughout since humanity began, you know, from from the early uh, indigenous peoples to the uh, to the mystics. If you are really on a deep journey, you do need a guide um, to just somebody who has already walked that path because it can become like a labyrinth and you can get lost. And especially with the energies floating around in our world right now, um, I've noticed that, you know, a certain negativity can come upon me and then I can think it's me, but actually it's not me and I can help clear that um, for the negative, you know, vibration from the environment where I am. Other times it is me, but it's like 
I think a trustworthy guide is really important right now and somebody who you know is supporting you, somebody you know you can trust and go to, somebody who is praying for you and giving you that support. Um, So, you know, I've, you know, had guides always in my life because we all have our blinders. You know, we all have a spiritual blinder on at one spot or another. And, um, of course, the whole point of a guide is to draw you into your sacred presence and your strength and your ability to see. Um, So, yeah, especially at this time, because there's so much confusion going on and so many energies swelling around. And I think having that support, really important. Mm, that's beautiful. Now we've talked about a little bit about the daughter of light and the daughter of dark. So to meet the mother of light, mm-hmm. do we also enter through the dark? We can. We we can indeed. Um, actually, I think I went the other way. For the daughter of light, I entered through the dark. For the For the mother of light, I entered through the mother of light, and then I was taken to the dark. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess it I guess it depends how the cosmos is feeling that day, you know. (laughs) 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 But but I will, yeah, yeah. It's um, I think it was that way for me, Simran, because I, even though I wasn't Catholic. Somehow, somewhere past life, my guess is um, I just had an automatic connection with Mother Mary. And, you know, for me, she embodies that that light. Um, and so that's where I entered. And I think, too, I really needed that mother of light to start with I needed that embrace that nurturing that loving because like many of us we did not receive that from our own mothers Um, and you know so much of our worthiness as women is tied up in that mother-daughter relationship and and I've worked with so many people and they had such a difficulty coming into the mother of light because they were just like "Mm," you know they were they were still holding their own mother wounds so for me when I could just allow that mother of light to unfold me that that was so healing and that then gave me the strength to meet the mother of the dark that's so fascinating because as I I did my own work and again your your books and your work has always been so profound for me I found the same thing it was as if I had to enter the mother of light first and then I was taken to the mother of the dark I would love to share with you from feminine courage a beautiful prayer of return Mother, here I am, the prodigal daughter returned. I looked down at my feet, ashamed, for it seemed I was so close to you. But now I look, and I am so far away. Something tells me I should know better than to waste what I have been given. But sometimes it's so hard here, Mother. Sometimes I forget to listen. Sometimes I forget to come to you and to lean into your heart. Can I come back now? Can I come home to you? Sometimes a daughter just needs to come home to her mother. 
Again, this is one of the prayers, along with many other chants and meditations, within the book Feminine Courage, a beautiful walk through the many faces of the feminine that can help you to open to your own journey of discovery. It is a way you can remember your voice and vision through the retelling of these myths and inner stories. You can find out more about Megan Dawn by going to megandon.life. That's M-E-G-H-A-N-D-O-N dot life. She is an evolutionary mystic, award-winning author, feminine mentor, death and dying guide, and a spiritual evolutionist for the body and soul. You can find out more about her other books as well. Just go to megandon.life. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Megan John has created a beautiful evolutionary journey with her guide, Feminine Courage. This is an opportunity to embrace the light and dark of the many archetypal stages of womanhood. 
By bringing forward Gnostic and mystical teachings, Megan shows you how to work with the seven faces of the Divine Feminine, the light and dark aspects of the daughter, mother, and crone, as well as the enlightened being of one's true nature. She uses reflections, prayers, meditations, and ancient chants, and she'll help you to heal your spirit, find liberation, and trust your inner soul voice and vision. Definitely check out her website, megandawn.life. That link is in the bio description. And you can find out about her recorded classics as well. There's one on feminine courage, one on becoming a guardian of the light, and living into the unknown. I also invite you to sign up for her newsletter. Her writings and her videos that she puts out are absolutely beautiful, and they will nourish your spirit and your heart. So definitely check into those. I want to talk a little bit about some of the other topics that you dive into throughout the book Feminine Courage, and one of those things has to do with sexual rage. Um, There are many different areas of where we have held down some of the emotions, very dense emotions and darkness within ourselves. And sexuality seems to be one of those areas that is something that that both men and women need to find that place of, of neutrality, balance, and once again, innocence around. Can you talk a little bit about that yeah. topic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, well, what what was revealed to me, uh, Simran, with my own healing was making, you know, those those crazy teenage, early adult mistakes of falling into arms that I should not have been into <laughs> and falling into beds that I should not have been in. And really what was revealed was all I was wanting was to be held. Mm. You know, and so I think that, um, you know, we give ourselves away too easily in that intimate embrace, trying to fill up the gap of feeling loved. Um, And so that's, I think, we have denigrated our own sexuality. And the sexual connection is... The probably the most sacred and the most advanced spiritual practice. And yet we're like, you know, we don't even know that. Um, because when we can come into the, the fullness of our being and then express that through our lovemaking, it can uh, open worlds, worlds upon worlds upon dimensions. But of course, what has happened is that density you speak of. We've got, you know, people giving away themselves time and time again to feel loved. And what was interesting um, was in one course I was doing, and I was working with Magdalene, and, and the sexuality came up, and she said, okay, on this next course, you need to start praying for men's sexuality. Mm. And she was saying, this is where we need to start the healing. Now, that was really interesting because it brought up some rage in one or two of the women on the call, on the class, because they were like, ha, you want me to pray for them and their sexuality? You know? And because she was still harboring her rage um, about I'm, I didn't know the personal circumstances, but clearly 
some sexual, you know, clearly things that had gone on that she was still really holding on to. Um, and so she couldn't quite get there. She said, I can't do that. You know, I can't do that. So it's like there's a real telling sign. Where is where is my sexual understanding? Where is my sexual energy Is there rage still under there? And who am I raging at? Am I raging at myself for giving myself away? Am I raging at another for imposing upon me? You know, it's like, you know, have I been raped? Have I been abused? And and that has been my own background. And that has taken a long, long, long journey to unravel, unfold, heal, you know, layer upon layer until it becomes so subtle, so subtle. So in the beginning, it's not subtle at all. It is raw. It is raw. And at at times, Simran, I was like so raging, so angry. I, I almost, I frightened myself. I was like, oh, my God, that's like almost getting way out of control, you know. But I just sort of stayed with it and just prayed and and it moved through and then but it kept moving through kept moving through it wasn't like a one a, one deal you know it was over many many years um and of course not only our own personal uh encounters but the encounters of women like it breaks my heart whenever i read about uh, encounters of gang rape or in India or Afghanistan or all of these countries where that is still going on and still here, of course, in every country. So I utilize my own healing to help those who are still bound, still suffering, still encountering it. Mm. It, it requires that radical honesty. Go back to that word truth-telling. And one of the most powerful prayers in your book for me was the prayer for justice and guardianship. Mm. Nama, I'd seek the truth of your guardianship, where your right vision reveals the sacred light in every thought, word, and action that pours forth from my soul. Let me not run from your darkness. Let me not run from my darkness but stand in its power of revealing, its balance of knowing, its sight of pure wisdom. Let me place your garment of power upon my soul, freeing us both from the shame of the dark beauty that the soul of the world brings. And, you know, when I look at the world, and and I think so many people often wonder, you know, where's the fairness? Where's the balance? Why are things seeming so skewed? And, I think there's misinformation when we run completely to the feminine because then we're leaving out this masculine that has been equally wounded. And mm-hmm. so I love hearing you talk about praying for that side as well, that we are we are here all just moving forward to hold one another's hands until we come to the reconciliation mm-hmm. of what we were. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um and and I know you know some people did question me on that with the with the feminine is like well where, what about the masculine, and it was like and I have written a little bit within the the context in the book with a couple of stories about the masculine, um, 
but it it felt like it was such an important thing for the feminine to rise as much as she can in her fullness. Um, and then also then when we, you know, are in that, that feminine strength, then we can open to our masculine nature and the masculine outside of us so that we are meeting not on a wounded ground, but we are meeting from a healed ground so, so that, you know, the interaction, the interface, the unity that can happen will birth forth a greater sense of humanity. Um, but, you know, first there needs to be that healing. First, there needs to be that healing. As an individual goes through the book, they encounter the daughters, they encounter the mothers, they then encounter the crones and even uh, the virgin aspects of ourselves. Mm. And so I'd love for you to speak to, you know, a younger woman doing this kind of work. Can they get to the place of understanding the crone and, and those aspects of wisdom after having gone through not gone through certain aspects of life or, and also, you know, can an older woman go back and become the daughter and then the mother and the innocence and the virgin in a way that we really do bring that reconciliation and healing and wholeness back to the self. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is, this is not uh, a linear journey and it's not based on your, your age. Um, so it is accessible because that virgin essence, which is our true nature, is within each one of us. And so this is where, from where all of these faces are born. So they are within us. And the crone aspect, yes, you will bring, there is a certain aspect if you are, you know, have lived longer there is a, a, a wisdom that you do bring. However, this wisdom of the crone goes beyond, you know, just the age wisdom. It's an aspect of being that opens to a greater cosmic wisdom. So anybody can open to that. Um, and anybody can receive that. Now, of course, everybody will receive it in the way that they are able. So we will all receive it differently. So the crone aspect and and she will dissolve my being and open me into a greater cosmic uh, vision and it will be different for me as according to a young woman and it will be a different vision according to a much older woman but it's all the same energy. So I think that's the beauty of that feminine is that beautiful shape-shifting ability. It's all there and it will find its expression in each of us in accordance with who we are and what we are here to bring on the earth. You talk a bit about um, being a mystic and the self-knowledge that comes from there. And from what I gather, a mystic is it is the person that is willing to go into their emotions, the magic of these energies that are within us that we can explore and alchemize into something else. And when you look at your life or the people that you have worked with in terms of self-knowledge, where do they go from, from that place 
as they've moved through daughter, mother, crone in whatever fashion uh, that their healing journey has taken them, what do we do then in the world with all of this? Or is it simply to become present and become strong enough listeners and people of presence with others that they're able to then see that as examples? I think it it depends for each person. Um, And the mystic, I'll also say this, I think the mystic is one who is willing to die to herself, to her own sense of um, what she thinks should happen. Um, The mystic is one who is willing to surrender uh, her own sense of timing of when she thinks it should happen. (laughs) A mystic is open to that great spaciousness um, and cosmos. And I would say that for each one of us, that mystic is going to be asked to do a different expression on the earth so some of us may just purely be in that presence and be that listener for whoever comes across their pathway there may be some who are more active and who you know uh who are out there on the front lines bringing it you know really down into the earth through their feet um and through everyday life um There'll be some who will write about it. There'll be some who'll teach about it. There'll be some who will just tend to their families and raise the children in a new way. So for me, it's like that alchemical process is about the embodiment in everyday life in whatever way that is being asked of you. Um, you know, I tend to be a little bit more on the on the hermit side so I can do my writing and my teaching and have enough spaciousness. It's it's kind of been interesting since I've been in New Zealand and I'm staying in a house with people coming and going and I'm like, wow, this is a whole new kind of different environment. And so it's almost like asking me to stand in a whole different way, you know, so it's like, don't get attached to how you think you should be in the world because, you know, the the tricky the tricky spirit might turn it on you and say, okay, now you're going to learn this. <laughs> so openness, I think, is the great, the word for, for the mystic journey and what you're going to do here. We definitely don't have control. Self-knowledge implies a mystic journey toward an interfamiliarity, friendship, and finally intimacy with all that is. With this intimacy, we move from the conceptual to the experiential, from outer worlds to inner sounds and knowing, and from disconnection to wholeness of substance. This wholeness then leads us to a full embodiment. The prayer for mystic self-knowing within Megan's book. I call upon all women mystics of the past, the present, and the future. May your wisdom of wholeness set my disconnected self free. May I marvel at the fullness of my own created being, my own substance of glory. Knowing I am the image and likeness, may this feminine wisdom reveal the divine sound of my name, the truth that it whispers. May I become the utterance of my own name. This is from 
Megan Dawn's book, Feminine Courage, Remembering Your Voice and Vision Through a Retelling of Our Myths and Inner Stories. Find out more about her at MeganDawn.life. Definitely check out all the things that she does. Go to Amazon right now and place your order for Feminine Courage. And while you're there, also place an order for my book, Living the Seven Blessings of Human Experience. Thank you so much, Megan, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. Once again, it is always a delight. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simran next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.